All right, welcome to the Abstract Audio Podcast. I'm your host, Derek. As promised, I'm back with another podcast, guys. Um, I hope the content is interesting. I hope that it fills a niche. Um, <laughs> I mean, for sure, the shit's been kind of random. And today's list of topics is no different. So hopefully you give a fuck. Um, hopefully it's maybe it's just some random shit that you do care about. But I guess that's kind of a representation of my mind. It's usually like a bunch of random ass topics. And um, with that being said, the first topic I wanted to talk about was the Without Warning album. So that is 21 Savage Offset, I believe. And um, <clears throat> Metro Boomin. And uh, this album's dope. It's just more of what we've come to expect from 21 Savage. Like, you know, a crazy fucking laid back flow. Sometimes sounding like he's just talking over the beat. Um, but there are some bangers on here. Those being Ric Flair Drip and my chopper hate um and nightmare is like insanely like just dark and gritty as i guess the name would imply but um i don't know it's just more of what you would expect from a 21 savage project uh and i like that it's only 10 tracks i like that it's a decent size um it's kind of, but with 21 Savage albums, because that's what I kind of categorize this as, because he's definitely the standout, at least to me. Um, but with 21 Savage projects, I never really, it's it's not a project in specific, right? Like it's a sound that I go to that artist for. So it really doesn't matter. It could be a playlist for all I care. Like there's no order that matters, no project. Um, to me, it's a, and what was the first album fuck was it no heart i don't know i'm fucking up but they all you know they they all fill the void for me of like the sound that is and that's the thing i don't think i'm not expecting too much growth from 21 savage going forward but i don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because he just kind of fills a niche of this like effortless rapping over hard-ass beats and that's definitely what metro provides on this shit so and that you know talking on that topic i kind of wanted to parlay well wait so talking about music i wanted to throw around the thought of a doing more music reviews and I, i'm thinking it will be timed with a Monday podcast. I don't know. I'm still getting set in this schedule of recording. And then there's like a delay on the podcast from when it posts and goes live on iTunes. So it's hard to say, but um, I do want to do more music reviews for you guys where I just talk about maybe like three albums or some shit and just give thoughts on them briefly or whatever. Uh, and then maybe even possibly, well, cause touching back on that real quick, <laughs> fucking scatterbrained as fuck, right? Um, but with albums coming out on Friday, I'm thinking 
it will be on a Monday podcast, maybe a midweek that following week. I want to definitely listen to this shit. Uh, no, I feel like Monday would be reasonable. We'll see. That is uh, for further discussion, but it is definitely something I would like to do. But what I was going to get into was the 21 Savage controversy with the, uh, <laughs> I guess, the infamous, I think the sign said, I'm a ho two photos. Now, mind you, this is relatively old, like maybe like a month or so. But I felt like it was within topic because at the time I was wondering if it would hurt his credibility or, you know, just affect his image but it doesn't seem like it's having any effect at all and that's insanely surprising in the digital era um or rather the social media era especially in contrast to what 10 maybe 15 years ago this shit would you know that that rapper would never be taken seriously again um i actually think it's dope because i think hip-hop when it was all about being hard it used to just be too serious as a whole, you know? And now that hip-hop is everywhere and everyone, you know, you have all types of artists. I constantly preach about the variety and how much I fucking love it, but it's just much more is tolerated. And uh, I don't know, no one takes it too seriously now or not nearly as seriously as they used to. And I wanted to pose that question to you guys. Does that affect the way that you look at 21 Savage, because I find myself like, like I said, I'll throw on whatever 21 Savage record and I will think about it, like the the whole I'm a whole photo, but it's just kind of, just kind of chuckle about it and then it's done. Like, and then I'm fucking listening to some slapping ass beats. Like, I don't know. You guys let me know. Does it affect the way you think of 21 Savage? Like his, uh, I don't know, for sure not his legacy, but just his persona, I guess. And does it affect you listening to his music? All right, now I wanted to get into some sneaker shit. There's quite a few sneaker things I wanted to talk about. So let's start with the relatively recent Yeezy Mudrat 500 photos. Now we've seen two colorways, I believe, the off-white colorway, and more recently, the grayish colorway with that gorgeous-ass suede on it. I mean, plush-ass-looking suede. And um, we've seen both Ye and Kim in the off-white pairs. And I wanted to touch on just my thoughts on the model. I think it's better than the Wave Runner. Now, mind you, I did pre-order the Wave Runner. Still have not got a shipping for that shit. Um, and I would like to plan it for the YouTube channel. You know, get that up and going for you guys. As if you're not going to see enough reviews of that shit, right? But more so, just give you guys thoughts. Fuck it, maybe I'll give you just thoughts on here about it. Well, you're going to get thoughts regardless. But <laughs> uh, doing a video for you guys as well would be dope. So we'll see how that works out. But I do think the Mudrat is better than the Wave Runner. Although the Wave Runner, to me, isn't nearly as bad as people make it out to be. I think um, these bulky-ass 
sneakers that we're seeing. I mean, holy fuck, with the uh, Triple S by Balenciaga, I think. Uh, that shit is fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, it's such an extreme, but I guess that's what fashion is a lot of the times, right? Is like extremes of what is popular. Um. So, I don't know. I I also wanted to touch on how... I don't know, Kanye's not the first to do shit like this, like the bulky sneaker trend, but there is a definite influence that when he does it, the floodgates are fucking open. So mind you, and and I, f- I feel like he has an influence that people don't necessarily give him credit for. Like Like most of the comments that I see are typically that he's knocking off Raph Simmons or, you know, he's copying shit. But maybe those people are just implying in their mind that, like, this, they're defending this argument that he didn't start the shit, which I don't really feel like is even arguable because it's rare that Kanye gets the shit first. But when he does it, it's undeniable that the whole industry follows or, or there's an explosion in the trend. You know, I'm just fucking thankful that we are seeing something other than the fucking, well, what is it, the 350? I mean, the V2s, they've been beat, like, I don't know, guys, like, I don't even, I don't own a pair, mind you, of any of the uh, 350s, but I don't even have a desire to wear them anymore. You know, like, there were a couple pairs that I had my eyes on. Um, especially some of the V1s, I guess, if you will. Like, the Moon Rocks, I liked, because they were... I don't know. I don't feel like they were worn or, like, posted on IG nearly as much as the... um, What the fuck? Just the Tans, I guess. The Oxford Tans and shit like that. Of course, the Turtle Doves are my favorite colorway, but... That's kind of, you know, kind of ridiculous where the price is at with it being the first of a model and with the paint chipping that I kind of feel like, fuck that. I'm not about to spend fucking a grand in in my ship chip, right? But with that being said, I am happy that we're coming to the end, seemingly coming to the end of the sock runner as a whole just that entire design but i guess from a business side kudos to adidas because if you can fucking come out with one or two versions of a product and have it last what i swear it's been like fucking four years it feels like it um i don't know i mean i guess if you can just keep your product line going with just different colorways maybe it's just yay doing what he said he wanted to do with oversaturating the market so that people could get a pair. Um, I don't know. I like that concept, but it feels like we've just seen them for so fucking long now. And when I think of Kanye, I think of like his creativity and his knack for designing and unique design, I feel like. And so it feels like we're kind of being deprived of that by seeing the same model or the same yeah, I guess just the same sneaker model in just different colorways and very muted, similar colorways. I mean, if you don't count the fucking uh, Volt colorway that we see, which I don't hate. 
I don't hate. I just don't think it's that wearable. However, I do like the way that the red hits off of it. Um, but with that being said, I also wanted to touch on the Vapor Max. So the Vapor Max is a relatively new Nike model that they've been pimping out. I mean, fucking <clears throat> for sure, like 20 colorways already. But it, as far as innovation, I think it's insanely dope and not nearly as respected as it should be. Like when I think of Nike, I think of Nike Air. And when I see this Vapor Max, it's like the pinnacle of the evolution of Nike Air, in my opinion, for the whole household to be the air unit. It's it's insanely dope. Uh, and I recently got the actual all black colorway, so not the anthracite pair. And I have the original colorway, which is, you know, like the gray, the white swoosh and the uh, icy air unit. I just think it's insanely dope. And it's crazy that this, you know, this now don't get me wrong, although I do call it a, you know, like an innovation I don't think as far as comfort, obviously boost has it beat, but, uh, well, I guess it depends. It's still kind of up for argument, but, um, it's not even like a comfort innovation. It's just as far as the actual air technology, this is like the pinnacle of it. And we're just kind of sitting here just like, yeah, yeah. And like next, you know, so I don't know. I have a love for the model, if you can't tell. Uh, the all-black colorway is gorgeous. And with the radical silhouette, I think the all-black kind of counteracts that, I guess, and balances it out to make it uh, certainly more casually wearable. But with that being said, I wanted to touch on the Nike SF AF1 High. So this came out probably a week ago. And side note, I want to start doing <laughs> random as fuck, right? But you'll get used to it, guys. Um, side note, I want to start doing a recap. So similar to the camp out, if you've seen his YouTube videos, him and Tone uh, do like a wrap up of... Or, or not a wrap-up, but just, like, they go over shit that's coming out in the following weekend. So I'd like to give you guys some content like that where I just run through the shit and give you guys my opinion because this would have definitely been included, like, a week ago. And uh, so I have plans of doing that possibly this week and having it come out before the weekend. <clears throat> But we'll see how that goes, guys. Uh, but so the Air Force One, the SF Air Force One High, this shit looks like a fucking moon boot, okay? But it it made me question even more so, how much does branding do for a shoe? Now, it's kind of ironic because on this shoe, it has very little branding. And kudos to Nike. They're doing that more and more. And I think that's key. Like, that's imperative to them being successful because i mean they're they're constant over branding it's just i don't know it's dope to see 
an Air Force One without a swoosh. I, I really like the aesthetic. I know for some it probably completely puts them off. Um, but I like Nike taking, I guess, a risk, if you'll call it. These get a little too risky in the height, in my opinion. Uh, the shit is just crazy. And, and so getting back to what I was saying, I wonder how much branding does to influence our opinion. Because I feel like if these were not put out by Nike and say they were instead Reebok or Puma, we would laugh the shit off, right? Like you would just see, and, and don't get me wrong, some people are, it's a very divisive shoe, right? But I feel like there would be no market for this shoe if it were just a different brand. Just as simple as that, if you change the brand. Because this shit with that bungee cord, I mean, I don't know, guys. It's hard because I try and be as subjective as possible. So I do really appreciate that Nike's taking risks. I think this is definitely a fucking L or not even an L, but a fucking flop. Like this shit comes, this shit will come up to like my calf. Like, I don't know. If you can wear it, which I I stand by, like, the ugliest shit, you can make it wearable. You, just, you know, it just depends on how you pull it off. So don't get me wrong. I think people will pull it off. And I don't fucking just have an opinion and then decide to hate on everyone who has an opposite opinion. I think that's insanely close-minded. Uh, so some people are going to pull it off. And kudos to you if you can pull the shit off, if you have a fit planned. Um, but I don't know. The shit just made me wonder... Now, the tan pair isn't isn't terrible, but that orange pair is just going all in, like it's doing the most, and and I kind of fucking hate it, but if someone can pull that shit off, kudos to you. Now, to touch on what I do like about the model, I actually really like the um, the zipper design down the center of it. So, so if you guys haven't seen this, this uh, sneaker, it doesn't have eyelets. So it still has the eyelet panels, but it has a zipper down the center. And I actually really like that. And I hope that Nike takes that and puts it on a high or a low, especially a low. I think that shit would be fresh, like an all white pair with a gold zipper Maybe that's doing too much. I don't know. I just hope they do it. I think it, it offers an insanely clean look. Um, And if they didn't put the swoosh on it, holy shit. Like an all-white low pair, no swoosh, and that zipper tongue with obviously no laces, no eyelets. I think that would be insanely clean. Maybe even a silver zipper. But then that would be very reminiscent of the uh, acronym Air Force One that recently came out which I'm actually going to touch on next. Uh, so overall thoughts, I mean, I think the zipper's a, a dope takeaway. I hope to see Nike do more with it. But other than that, guys, I <laughs> fucking branding is a motherfucker because yeah, I think if this were any other brand, people would shit on it pretty universally. But if it's your thing, more power to you. Prove me wrong, pull off a fit, tag, uh, to hashtag the brand, 
in your IG photo, I, I genuinely look forward to seeing fits with it because it's a radical shoe. So it's either like you're going to surprise a lot of people by pulling that shit off or you're just going to, you know, fucking it's going to be like, God damn, I didn't know that shit could look that bad. Right. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I hope to see fits, you know, tag the brand. And uh, with that being said, I wanted to touch on i rather just give my thoughts on and rank the Air Force One collaborations that we saw from ComplexCon. Um, now, mind you, from my understanding, because I, from John Elliott's explanation, you couldn't do color. Like, you could not, you could not alter the color. It had to be all white. That was, like, their only design restriction from my understanding. So designers for this were Virgil with Off-White, Acronym, Dawn C, uh, The Rock pair, The Rockefeller pair, and then Travis Scott. And then I swear, um, if you guys watch the sneaker shopping with DJ Clark Kent, I swear he said that he, he had a pair, like a pony hair pair, which I didn't really care for. I mean, I have massive respect for for the DJ, but, and and just his place in sneaker history and music history, so on and so forth, but pony hair just isn't my fucking thing, it's, it's too extra for me, uh, but for whatever reason, I haven't seen that pair that much, now, ranking the pairs that were commonly seen, the acronym pair with all white with the silver zipper down the side, I think is gorgeous, um, I don't really care for the lunar sole that it looks like they have on it, but maybe for texture, you know, and I think it does the lunar sole, if anything, definitely does give a more sportswear feel to it. So I don't know. That definitely ranks highly for me. The silver zipper on the acronym is very dope. Um, the Travis Scott pair, which from what I can see, it's canvas with the detachable swooshes, which is kind of cool. Uh, shout out to John Geiger for sure. But I do like the silver swooshes. I believe it comes with, I've seen silver swooshes, which is probably my favorite just because it's simple with the gum outsole. Um, and the off colored piping, which I believe is just 3M, but it, it does add color to the silhouette. And I really, so I just like the, the way that the silver pops off of it. But I think there is also a flame swoosh, which I originally thought was like that, like a, what the fuck are those glasses called? Like a tortoise or some shit. I don't know if you guys like the marbling shit. You guys know what I'm talking about. That's what I originally thought it was. And that would be kind of dope. But I think it's a flame graphic. Uh, either way, the Travis is the Travis pair is pretty dope. Even more so, um, oh, and it has like a lace, a fucking like a patch that goes on the laces. I don't know that I wouldn't wear that shit. Like I would take that shit off for sure. But I do like at least that it's all white. The patch, I think that keeps it kind of simple. Um, I would take the shit off though. Have the silver swooshes on. And even more than the design, uh, 
I think it's big for Travis to get this look, you know, to collaborate with Nike. I think that shit is dope as fuck. And Travis's progression, kind of going off on a tangent here, but Travis's progression has been fucking crazy. I would have never thought, and all due respect to Travis, I would have never thought that he would be as big as he is now and fucking, you know, supposedly be having shit with Riri. I mean, that, mind you, that was a couple months back, but now knocking up Kylie, holy shit, like, I don't know, the dude is definitely living his best life, and the music isn't suffering, like, it's, I don't, it's fucking dope as ever, I look forward to, uh, Travis's project actually should be coming out sometime soon, right, and new music from Drake, now I'm for sure getting on a tangent, let me, uh, get back on topic here, But the Rock pair, the Rockefeller pair, also released. Now, mind you, I was not into, surely was not into sneakers at the time that this shit came around, but I was I was barely into hip-hop when this shit came around. Uh, well, when it originally released, which I don't even know when. I think it was when I was mad young, early 90s and shit. Uh, no, maybe it was mid-90s. I swear I heard some shit about it on a on a video but i don't know it's just way too simple for me and i th i think that fits the demographic that wants it though they're just like if you know you know if you don't know then fuck off like and that's dope i'm not hating on it i think it symbolizes that one definitely is more of like a symbol for the time that it initially released it, it was just I would imagine that had to be fucking huge for Rockefeller and for Jay and all of them to to have anything with Nike. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's big. I think it's it's one of those things you had to be around for the initial impact. Um, and most of the millennials are probably just buying it to resell. But uh, it definitely doesn't. It's not going to rank high for me just because it's so simple um but i get what it symbolizes and i think it's dope for what it is now the don c pair this shit is fucking gorgeous it's what is that a mid and he changed the hill cup it has definitely more of a sportswear feel to it with that hill cup i don't know if i care for the hill cup it doesn't i don't hate it for it but I just don't necessarily think it was necessary, especially with all the subtle touches like the textured leather and the uh, gold touches, I think were more than enough to set this pair off. This this is definitely going to rank high for me. That shit is gorgeous. Um, Fucking Don C, man. How talented is he? I mean, I don't really fuck with the jersey shit, but what he's done with it by adding luxe-ass materials to this like sh clear streetwear uh insanely fucking dope and then it's not in the article that i'm looking at oh and then we have the off-white pair so supposedly this was like a a complex con exclusive it had from what i've seen in videos it had an off-white sole and a white upper this picture that i'm looking at it looks like an all-white sole but i believe the sole was off-white which is important to me i think that's huge I, I love that contrast between uh, white and off-white. So, um, it has a off-white sole, a white upper, and then a silver swoosh 
with huge stitching. And then it's over Virgil's, you know, usual off-white for, you know, type branding. Uh, I think it's insanely dope. It's more of what Virgil's been doing. And fucking, it's crazy times, guys, for us to be seeing a designer be able to fuck with a Nike sneaker the way that, you know, Nike allowed Virgil to. I think that's huge and hats off to Nike. I think it it definitely had a huge impact for them this year. I think they're ending this year on top uh, just because of that collaboration. I mean, the fucking hype that it's garnered for the whole brand is fucking crazy. And I love also that I'm seeing them pop up everywhere as far as like raffles and availability like you figure i guess with him doing so many fucking models because you have the 10 right the initial 10 and then i think there were another 10 there were like the ghosting uh, like the ghosting pairs or whatever that were just like clear sportswear pairs um i think that's very dope even if they're in mad limited numbers i think that's the way to approach collabs like if you can get that artist to do his shit on a span of your product and have them all in limited numbers, but then put them all out. This shit was just a home run in every fucking aspect. Um, so kudos to Nike and fucking for sure. Kudos to Virgil. He fucking what he did with that shit. Even if you don't like, like the pair or any of the pairs aesthetically, I think what he did was huge just in how much he fucked with the pairs. And I think it sets a new precedence for what Nike will allow designers to do going forward. And so I think that's huge. Um, thank you, Virgil. Thank you, Nike. Shit is fire. And then it's not pictured here, but John Elliott also had a pair. And... Obviously, being like a John Elliott fanboy, I like the pair. And and if you read... Okay, so one, you have just the pair aesthetically, right? Which I don't really fuck with. I think with the added layers, it ends up just looking like a Lunar Force. You know, like kind of like a bulkier Air Force One. Um, But then when you add the story, which that's a debate. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can just buy sneakers for the story and aesthetically you wouldn't fuck with them but i don't know i have a hard time like if if it's a dope story but i don't fuck with it aesthetically then i can appreciate it and i'll appreciate it when i see it whereas before i would have definitely bought the shit just just because i bought into the story but i'm trying to get better about that and uh as i've mentioned in the in previous podcasts get more uh minimal with my collection and and just minimal in general so like you know, just seasonally buying, I don't know, fuck, like three to five pairs of sneakers, right? And then just like wearing the fuck out of those sneakers and making them work in multiple outfits and really exploring the dynamic of the sneaker and the possibilities of the colorway. And then, you know, and then like selling it off and then getting another couple of pairs and, and doing that shit continually because before i would just buy fucking everything guys and it 
you know, and it has me fucked up because I have like a fucking stock room in my room. And so I'm definitely trying to minimize that shit because uh, I came to the conclusion I'm not a collector. I just like wearing the shit and I can definitely appreciate them. But I don't I don't want to collect shit like I want to wear my shit and only having three to five pairs, I feel like would make me wear it and, and using this new like approach to clothing in general because i want to apply that same approach to clothing like only having i don't know let's say like two jackets a season and then you know depending on if you really fucking love it then i might keep it but using the logic of like for the most part i'm just gonna sell it back off and then in the summer get like lighter jackets or so shopping by season and keeping shit diverse or like versatile i guess i don't fucking know but you guys get what i'm talking about you guys get the sentiment and um but (laughs) getting back to what i was originally talking about i think uh as far as story john elliott said that he wanted he he added layers to the sneaker to add color like because it would cast shadows um and, and I think that's dope. And I like what he did with the swoosh. So the swoosh, if you guys haven't seen the pair, for sure search it. it it's, it's worth a look. But what he did with the swoosh is, from his explanation, they cut out the swoosh and then added like a textured leather underneath. So the swoosh seemingly goes in. Like it, it's not, it's not fucking protruding from the shoe. Like it's, um not only is the layer underneath the outer layer of the shoe, but it's also um, textured leather. Like, it's, like, pebbled leather. And I really like that about it. But as far as doubling every panel, which I believe he did, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I get what he was going for, but and, and I can appreciate it. I can definitely appreciate the creativity and design. But I don't know. It ends up just looking like a Lunar Force, Air Force One, if you guys have seen those. Um, So now to rank them. I would initially say the acronym pair is number one. (laughs) Fuck, I probably completely fucked the order up. I should have gone from least. Uh, Fuck it. Fuck it. We'll do it live, right? All right. So the acronym pair. Uh, my number one, because I think the design is, it balances subtle <laughs> with, um, like, blatant branding. I don't know. It's it's hard to, like, that zipper, when you see a pair of sneakers, and, and you know sneakers reasonably well, you know that that shit is acronym design, just because it's so unique and so, like, it's like a fucking billboard but it's like subtle you know it's it's hard to explain but i really like what they did with this pair even though you know on previous pairs um what was it i forget what model it was it was the air force one low as well i think that acronym collaborated with nike on before and they did the same shit with um the zipper panel and so that's what made that pair so divisive. But I think over time, people people really took to the design. And I really like that it's like branding without branding. 
I, and I fucking love that when, when uh, clothing brands can do that. So, but the previous pairs were, had some crazy color, colors and they were definitely more, had a sportswear aesthetic. This is definitely more subtle. Like you could wear this um, formally, I feel like. I like what they did. Uh, it's just fucking gorgeous, man. With that silver zipper. Fuck. Um, second, I would say Don C. Just because the luxe ass feel of these mids is crazy. With, with just subtle gold touches. Now, mind you, I don't really give a fuck for the, for the hill cap. But it doesn't take enough for the enough away from the design for me to not like it i love the the textured leather i love the gold touches this shit just feels luxe and don c nails that shit every time i mean he does it with his inline shit like with his jersey and hats and shit and uh this is no different the luxe feel is obvious and fucking effortless like this dude constantly just nails that shit um Third, I would give to, uh, I want to say Travis, just because, and this is biased, obvious, like it's, it's partially because I like what he's doing, and to think, like, let's, what, we fucking first heard Travis maybe three years ago now, four years, I'm trying to think. Because it's not like it's it hasn't been that long. The dude's just been on his shit and flooding the market. So, I don't know. This, this to me, just symbolizes, like, it's just inspirational shit, right? And, and aesthetically, it's pretty dope. Like, with the gum sole, the 3M piping, I don't feel like was completely necessary. Uh, and the patches, for sure, I don't care for. But with the swooshes, if it, even if it didn't have detachable swooshes, say it was just silver swooshes, I would fuck with it, and that, that, like, represents Houston to me, like, that fucking, like, I don't know, like, that hardworking aesthetic, uh, fucking, I don't know, I think you guys get what I mean, but with that silver swoosh, it just sets the shit off, and, uh, yeah, that's definitely my third, and then fourth, if I'm being honest, I would have to go with off-white, and if it were, I don't know, maybe I'm just, used to the off-white aesthetic now because i feel like if i would have made this list when we first saw all of these complex compares i would have definitely had this at least i would say probably second if not first um but because we've seen so much of the off-white design on nike pairs i think i'm kind of getting used to the aesthetic and so maybe that's just on me if someone had this ranked high i would completely understand it's very simple in a lot of the same ways uh that the acronym does it it's it's very simple i, I like that virgil chose a silver swoosh and and didn't go with anything crazy like uh i don't know fucking orange or yellow um but yeah it just seems like more off-white to me when i see this shoe I just think of, oh, okay, off-white. Like, it's, I don't know. I think I've gotten used to the design. We've been spoiled. Um. So, yeah, that's that's going to be fourth for me. Uh, fifth is John Elliott's pair. Kind of crazy with me being a fanboy and ranking that fifth, right? But uh, 
I can appreciate what he tried to do. I just don't like the finished product. So, fuck it. John, you get fifth. And then sixth, the Rockefeller pair. Which I get is like a niche model. And it's like, if you get it, you get it. It's probably that era. Like, you know, if you, if like I said, if you came up with it and you got to witness it, Kind of like with Mike, you know, with, with Michael Jordan and how Jordans aren't necessarily resonating with the younger generation now, but with the older generations that grew up with him, you know, with, with him playing and setting records and fucking shattering what people thought was possible in the sport or just fucking humanly possible even. Um, it's like, it, it means everything to them. And I understand that because I'm... Jordans are dope, but I've never really, you know, I've I've only purchased maybe like four Jordans, five Jordans in my life. But I definitely understand and can respect that when you watched shit like that happen, it's just, I don't know, that kind of, you're, you're going to buy that product forever just because that's so nostalgic for you and it's so impressive and still to this day. You know, I get it, and I definitely feel like I missed out not watching um, Jordan play when I was younger. Uh, I think I would have caught the would have caught the end of his career, but regardless, I've never been too much of a sports kid, so I don't know. I'm getting off on attention now, but now I wanted to. All right, now the random shit. Um. So I wanted to talk about the Hot Ones last dab. So if you guys are familiar, um, there's a show on YouTube called Hot Ones. And essentially, uh, people who are promoting shit, like they're celebrities and comedians and fucking everyone, you know, artists, musicians, uh, athletes, every, everyone fucking they've they've gotten huge this season with um so likely you guys have heard about it but they've had kevin durant on which was fucking crazy um i don't know i i love the show i watch it all the time and i fucking bought the sauce so i recently uh, i don't even want to say recently it was probably like a month ago <laughs> which uh i i bought the the last dab and I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on it real quick. So, uh, how am I with hot shit? I, I would say I'm reasonable. Like, I like El Yucateku, but it gets hot. So, if that's any gauge for anyone listening, I love uh, buffaloes. Anything with buffalo sauce. Like, wings are my shit. Um... So I don't know. I would I would rank myself like somewhere in the middle, maybe maybe slightly under, like like less tolerant, less tolerable. I don't know. I don't seek hot foods. Uh, you know, like like you you guys probably have that friend that eats hot shit all the time, and that's like their thing. It's like a challenge. You know, they'll they'll go places and be like, oh fuck it, I'm gonna get that just because I don't know. But some people seem to really enjoy it, dude, and it's fucking crazy. So kudos to you if you can tolerate hot shit i would say i'm middle of the road but um initially 
the flavor, well, the smell is fucking crazy. The smell is like a fucking industrial smell. Like, it doesn't even, when I, when I first opened the bottle, the shit didn't even smell edible. Um, but after, after putting it on the wing, which, side note, real quick, I got Wing Street Wings, which, who the fuck would have thought that fucking, what is it, Pizza Hut? I think they're like a company that, they're part of Pizza Hut. Um, who would have thought their wings would be so fucking good? But I always find myself going there. So if you guys are getting desperate, and mind you, I live in a small town, so this is like the best I've got, okay? So I get the lemon pepper wings, which have always been fucking amazing. Like they're like crispy lemon pepper wings. Um, Because I feel like I've had them places before and they've been soggy and fucking nasty but these are always crispy always fucking coated i I don't know this shit is delicious though and then i get uh the medium buffalo sauce just because i feel like it's enjoyable and it really has no heat at all but the flavor is fucking amazing on the medium now if you get the hot the flavor is okay I don't, I don't know. It has to be a different sauce. I don't know. The flavor is better on the medium though. The hot are hot. Like if you have a couple wings, they definitely do pick up in heat. But, um, my go-tos are, I usually will get, what is it? Like six, I think six, uh, six lemon pepper, six medium and six hot. And that seems to do it for me. But this time I got pizza with the shit. Yeah, a real, real fat kid shit, right? Pizza and fucking wings. But so this time I only got six, six of each. And I tried it initially on a lemon pepper wing. And so after I got past it not even smelling edible, I put a dab on the wing, which is pussy shit in retrospect, because really their wings from my understanding on hot ones are coated and then they put the last dab i wasn't thinking about that shit at the time i was just like fuck this i'm just i I just want to know how bad one fucking dab fucks you up right so i was being very precautious kind of pussy but but i only put a dab and once you smelt it on the wing it took on like a curry vibe i don't know like the smell was definitely like that of like foreign cooking like i don't know how else to explain it but that's what it was to me and i'm not a big fan of like curry and cumin and shit like that like really strong smelling spices so i was kind of put off by it but i was like i don't think i'm really here for the flavor anyways you know and so but if if you're looking at hot sauces as a whole especially hot sauces that are like novelty sauces that are like fucking meant to blow your asshole out like this one i i do commend uh hot ones and heatonist which i believe is like the the company that produces the hot sauce i commend them for giving it a flavor because typically when you get these wings or, or like these sauces with like with these wings and shit like the suicide challenge at buffalo wild wings like that sauce is just it's it has no flavor it's just hot and it's like i don't know i guess that's what you typically get for with novelty hot sauces but kudos to i'll, I'll give credit where credit is due heat is definitely this shit does have a, a flavor um now what's crazy is after taking the initial first bite 
it was weird as fuck because you really don't feel shit. And that's what people have said on the show, right? Like, they, they're like, oh, this one's going to creep up on me, right? Well, yeah, that's exactly what it does. And it fucking lights your whole mouth on fire. So I didn't even, I, I was like, how the fuck is this happening? I didn't even chew the whole shit. Like, the shit shouldn't even be all over my mouth. But the shit lit my whole mouth on fire. Um, But it, surprisingly, it was bearable. Now, it was that's typically what happens when I eat hot food, but uh, trust me, when this shit, <laughs> when this shit comes out, it is no fucking joke. All I had was like two dabs, and my asshole was on fire, fam. Like, <laughs> I'm just preparing you guys. If if you guys do buy this sauce, if you plan on getting this sauce, um, initially, I think it's bearable, but. You better not have plans for the fucking next 24 hours, fam. For real. Uh, and that's where I also wanted to touch on the price. Now, when I was planning on buying it, because I guess it's they, they sell out instantly, I didn't even think too much about the price. But now in retrospect, and, and in all honesty, when I had the opportunity to buy it, I was going to pay, I was going to buy two bottles because it would have like discounted the shipping and I was like well fuck I want to take you know take advantage of the opportunity to even buy the shit right uh in retrospect don't do that unless you eat hot shit all the time I'm fucking really glad I didn't because the shipping was kind of crazy but um one bottle is more than enough you're not gonna fucking need this shit all the time likely um but it was twenty dollars like the listed price before shipping was fucking $20, and that's not, I mean, who am I fucking kidding, that is crazy, right, like, in retrospect, I was thinking, and, and I find this more often, like, with limited product, like, definitely with, uh, sneakers and shit, right, like, so when something's super limited, you buy it without question, and then you know you can get rid of it later if you don't like it, or if you're second guessing your purchase, right, but it wasn't until afterwards when I was opening the shit that I was like, yeah, the shit better be fucking wrapped up and have all that's that's another thing is it's dope that with the packaging, you get all of this uh, signed shit from Sean Evans, who's the host of Hot Ones and, and shit like that. And like a signed letter. I don't know. It's kind of fucking dope. But it was fucking twenty dollars, fam. Like that shit is crazy. I was thinking about it, like, $20 for hot sauce, like, that shit seems ridiculous, and in no other context would I buy that shit, but because I watched the show, and because I'm a fan, and I wanted to, you know, out of fucking curiosity, like, I, I bought it, no question, and I don't know, it was just kind of crazy to think of in retrospect, 20 fucking dollars, uh, but the flavor, it, it was decent, and I think it's worth a try, definitely if your friends plan on buying it let them buy it and then just try it out because like i tried it once and i i'm like fucking you know i don't feel the need to try it again i'll probably try it again and every time that i get wings at least a dab but it's not necessary <laughs> you know who the fuck am i kidding i don't throwing my whole night away or my whole fucking next 24 hours like i said it's not worth it but i'll probably do it <laughs> Lastly, I wanted to touch on um, denim, interestingly enough. Uh, so, 
as I've alluded to multiple times, I am selling off most of my shit, like sneakers and excess outerwear and excess denim. I mean, everything. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, not even excess. I'm like, I'm keeping one pair of denim. And then I have some sweatpants, but I'm keeping one pair of John Elliott denim. And I'm selling, what, like fucking seven pairs, six pairs. And then various other denims. I think I have two Mr. Completely pairs of denim. And like a huge, just a fucking insane amount of denim. An insane amount of outerwear of fucking sneakers everything right so i really want to sell this shit and as i as i said like get seasonal shit and really just get its value out of it right like style it multiple ways because i find like i just buy shit and then i end up only wearing not even wearing what i like the most actually just wearing what is most accessible and easiest to wear and if it's like insanely expensive i fucking like for example the um john elliott uh paneled flight jacket the green the green jacket the green colorway that was and is one of my favorite pairs or favorite jackets and and just jackets that i've ever seen like i fucking love the jacket and i own it but have I worn it? Fuck no. Like, because it was, not only was it insanely fucking expensive, but because I like it so much, I've always had this fucked up mentality where I'm not gonna, you know, I'm only gonna wear it for select occasions. And that just so happened to be fucking ever. And then also I'm just worried about getting it dirty, right? Like that, just the thought of that shit fucking, I don't know, it fucks with me. So I'm, and then so I end up wearing like my fucking, black kith bomber all the time or and no knock to kith it's just like something super easy to wear right and a fraction of the john elliott price and so i kind of want to address that with this you know with selling damn near everything and then keeping a constant rotation and uh and in that as i was saying i'm only keeping one pair of denim that being john elliott um what the fuck is the name of the denim it's the this season's denim it is uh fuck i'm drawing a blank on it it has distressing and paint splatter on it and so and i really like the fit of it i like everything about it uh i sized up on it and that's part of what i wanted to touch on is the john elliott denim that i have I love all of that denim, and I think that is probably the thing that John Elliott does best, and mind you, I think that he does damn near everything well, like the execution on all of the John Elliott that I've ever purchased has been fucking amazing, as it should be, though, because it's, it's high-priced, right? Um, But with the denim in specific, I just kind of had an epiphany where the shit is now don't get me wrong the, it's obviously for a slender tall people which is i'm definitely not tall I'm, I'm not i'm average as far as slender but surely fucking not tall and uh and i don't know like it just the way that it fits it's like insanely tight 
on the calves for me. Now, mind you, I do have fucking like insanely large calves and that's not even bragging. Like it's just abnormal. <laughs> it's fucking, um, I don't know. God was like, yo, if I'm going to make you all of five, two, I'll at least give you some fire calves, like some fucking, some huge ass calves because of the, because the ladies love that shit, right? Uh, <laughs> no, I got fucked, but <laughs> this denim, it is very tight in the calves, and and for me to get a decent fit in the thighs, it has to be pretty tight in the calves, and I've worn it, like, certain pairs I've worn multiple times, hoping that it'll, like, loosen up and just be more form-fitting rather than, like, fucking constricting, but it hasn't happened, and so I went from buying a size 30 to now on this recent pair, I tried a 31, and it seems to fit well, and it, and it goes over the calves fine, uh, but I'm selling most of my denim despite loving the washes. Now, I think that's what John Elliott does best. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a denim snob. I do know quite a bit about denim just by being so fascinated by John Elliott's pairs, I've kind of learned a lot along the way. Um, just being a consumer, which is impressive from the designer standpoint, insanely dope. Kudos to you, John. But uh, the washes aren't enough to save it. I mean, obviously, if it doesn't fit well, right? So I wanted to ask you guys what what pair of black denim would fit a average size body and has a, a, a dope wash like like a John Elliott, you know, um, I need recommendations. So that's kind of what I wanted to close with. If you guys, you know, give me your recommendations on what black denim I should buy because I, this, this pair that I have that I'm keeping from John Elliott is like stonewashy and it has paint splatters, and I want a more, like, formal pair of black denim that, well, I, want, I don't even want to say formal, just all black, so that it will wear with time and fade with time, but just slightly, you know, very much like uh, John Elliott's Obsidian, if you're familiar with his denim, um, and I might just end up trying out a 31 size pair of uh, the Obsidian denim, but I did still want suggestions from you guys. Um, yeah, so if you have any, just shoot them over through any of the social medias or the email. And as always, guys, if you have any questions or topics that you want me to cover, uh, send them any, through any of those fucking avenues. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. And thank you for listening. I fucking love you guys, and you'll be hearing more from me soon. Peace.